Hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Koops, and today I am uh, excited to be um, having my very my 50th episode of Book Faces Live. So it's kind of a, a special day today. I've reached a, a fun milestone with the show. Today is going to be a solo episode where I uh, do another breakdown of a book that I recently enjoyed. I'm going to be talking about Newsletter Ninja by Tammy Lebrecht. Tammy was a guest of the show uh, way back in episode 18, and which was a, a fantastic episode. If you guys, um, uh, Carol says congrats. Oh, thanks, Carol. Nice to see you. Um, Tammy was um, was a fantastic guest, and you guys, if you have a chance to go back and listen to episode 18, there is a link in the in the. Uh, group that you can go back and check it out. She's a wealth of information, she, and she goes over a lot of the stuff that she deals with in the book, obviously, in the episode, so I highly recommend it. Um, thanks to Tammy, you get a, uh, a free shot of my cat today. One of her tips in the book was more cats in your newsletters. So uh, for those of you watching the, the newsletter, you're getting the, the special the special glimpse of, of Bailey, the uh, my, my little cat who's happened to be sitting on my lap today, so it wasn't necessarily planned, but he has decided to, to show his, show his uh, face, his little furry face for, for a change. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that was just incidentally one of the tips in Tammy's book, more more pets. So, um, but what what's going to happen today is I'm going to do uh, sort of a a breakdown episode like I did for the Novelist Inc. conference, or I also did one recently for uh, 2K to 10K by Rachel Aaron. And anytime I run across some really good bit of content, what I like to do is obviously process through it myself, but then also kind of review it. And in the case of, of Tammy's book, Newsletter Ninja, I think it's something that's really applicable to a lot of authors. This episode probably won't be quite as interesting to the uh, viewers or listeners who are just strictly looking for, for books and who are not writers, but it is related because of the fact that this book deals with how our relationship is changing. The relationship between readers and writers has evolved over the course of the last few years, and it is a different landscape than it used to be. It used to be that you would read a book, you might admire an author from a distance, but you never had a personal relationship with them. And that is all new now. Uh, now, with the advent of social media, especially you know things like Twitter, where it's just direct contact to anyone, um, you can comment, you can like, you can get involved with the the people that you admire. And um, in the case of books, if you love someone's book, you can immediately follow them on social media and connect with them and really build a relationship. So, one of the the tips. Um, for for a successful author is of course to reciprocate that and to gr grow that relationship in the other direction as well so that you actually reach out and get to know your readers really understand who they are and uh, build friendships and ongoing lasting relationships with them and that was one of the big um, points in Tammy's newsletter ninja book so it's one of the things we'll be discussing a little bit today so uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who has watched uh, the episodes up to this point. Like I said, it's been a, a great journey for me getting to episode 50. It's kind of a, a fun milestone, and I've learned a lot. I listened to some of my old episodes from the very beginning, and it makes me makes me cringe because 
I am always trying to get better at it, and uh, it's been a, a learning curve for me, of course. But one of the biggest um, things I've learned this year is that you have to just try stuff. You have to just get out there and do it. You learn by doing. And this this has definitely been an exercise in that for me. So thank you to everyone who has followed along and, and been a viewer or a listener of the show, whether you've listened to the podcast or whether you've uh, watched live or watched the replays. Thank you for being a part of this growing audience. And uh, thank you also to everyone who has been such an amazing guest. I've had a fantastic lineup of guests, really talented authors and uh, other book professionals who have come on the show and lent their expertise. And I've got a lot of great authors lined up in the future as well and other book professionals. So it's going to be an ongoing uh, series of, of awesome content. And I can't wait to share some of the upcoming episodes with you as well. So... Um, my cat has now moved on to attacking the closet, so you may get some cat-related noises now since he's in the room. But uh, in any case, before, without too much further ado, what I'd like to do is uh, jump into uh, Newsletter Ninja by Tammy Lebrecht. And what I want to do is I'm going to go through some of the, the popular highlights that other people have enjoyed in the book and also kind of do some of my own personal highlights from the book and talk about you know what has impacted me and what are the things I'm going to be um, looking to change about my own newsletter style and how I interact with my readers? So, because it did did affect me um, very personally that way, and I'm going to um, definitely be changing some things about the way that I do uh, my newsletters. So, so to start out with, um, just as a general overview, uh, Tammy, like I said, was on in episode 18, and she did a great breakdown of of some of the things that are going into this book. At the time, she hadn't published it. It has since then come out, obviously, and to, uh, has gotten great reviews from many authors. Um, it's not just, you know, uh, it's not just starting authors. It's also a lot of very experienced authors who have struggled with the idea of newsletters and how to, to make them effective. So, um, you know, hundreds of people have, have read through it and have highlighted a lot of the, the really great uh, things that Tammy brings up in the book. One is just sort of her general philosophy. Um, her newsletter philosophy has a lot to do with, um, you know, sort of defining yourself in your in your role, and also uh, defining how you approach um, your newsletter. In that you're not looking for results; you're trying to give uh, content and not not be thinking. Hey, you know, what can my newsletter do for me, but what can I do for my subscribers? And also, she is very focused on um, building kind of an image in your head of the very particular person that you're writing to, which was, um, you know, she talked in the episode 18 about having a, a reader avatar, but also not just having a reader avatar, but having a subscriber avatar. Because that's something that a lot of people don't think about, is that, you know, we, we often think about our ideal reader, but... The things that our ideal reader wants, the things that a reader wants, is not necessarily the same thing that a subscriber wants. And that's something that she makes a good point of um, dividing out in this book, is that the reader just likes your books. The subscriber likes you. And when you start to focus on that relationship of the person who likes you as the author and you as an individual, they will then go on to probably most likely buy all of your books because they like you, not 
just because they like a particular storyline or a particular character. And a lot of what Newsletter Ninja focuses on is building yourself as a brand, and not just as a brand, but as a as a person that they can connect with, that your readers can have a relationship with that's real, that's interesting, um, that you're not just selling all the time. And one of the, the main points she makes very early on is you're not selling books with a newsletter, you're selling yourself. And that's something that uh, not everyone understands right out of the gate. And they think that, oh, well, when might, why, I can only email things when I have something new to offer, when I have a new book for sale. And that's just really not the case. So, um, like I said, I'm going to go through some of the some of the various highlights that people have, have mentioned, then I'm going to go through some of my own highlights. So, starting at the beginning, um, Tammy says, do not make business decisions based on your own consumer behavior. It's a huge mistake, and I see many people make it. This is something that, that stuck with me. This is something I've, I've made this mistake many times. In When I have... Um, thought about my readers, I liken them to myself, and that is not accurate because of the fact that I do not read the way that my readers do. I do not read nearly as quickly. Um, if I were to um, sur- take a survey of my readers, and I have, and I definitely recommend it, um, I've asked how often they're completing a book, for example. Whereas it might take me a month to finish a novel that I'm reading, there are many readers on my list and many subscribers on my list who are reading multiple books a week, sometimes a book a day. Because it turns out that a lot of my readers are um, you know, older folks, who are people who are retired, um, maybe people are, are on um, disability, things like that, where they just have time to read a lot of books. And that's a great audience to be connecting with because these people are, are really well-read and uh, really avid consumers of, of what you're hopefully putting out, um, but they're not necessarily like me. So that was a big a big revelation for me is to kind of get out of my own head, stop thinking um, about my subscribers and my readers that they're going to somehow behave like I do, which they don't. Um, when In the section about delivering value, she, she talks about how you need to stop thinking about yourself. Um, and that's just, it's an abstract concept, but it's very true. Like we need to not necessarily focus on ourselves so much when we're sending these newsletters. The newsletter, you can say, well, yeah, it's about you, but it's not. It's really about the reader. It's about this ideal subscriber that you're having this relationship with. And once you, of course, actually have built these relationships with, uh, with them, um, they're no longer just this, this sort of conceptual subscriber. They're actual people that you know and can have relationships with, so you're writing specifically to them. But you have to focus on them. Put the focus on them about, turn around and think, okay, if I were this person, what would I want from this newsletter? Not, okay, me as the author, what do I want to put out in this newsletter and get a response back from? It's what would the reader want to get in the newsletter? And kind of just reverse engineering it that way and and making it customer-focused and reader-focused and relationship-focused. Um, you, what you want to accomplish with your newsletter is not nearly as important as what they want to receive. And that's that's a hard, um, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow sometimes because we're thinking, well, I really need to sell more books. I'm, my whole, the whole reason I have this newsletter is so that I can get sales. And 
Um, unfortunately, that's not exactly how it works. Of course, you can uh, get sales you know, over time because of, because of these relationships, but you don't go about it by being salesy, by, go, by every time you put out a newsletter that it's offering some new thing for sale because those get very dry very quickly. And if you think about the newsletters you receive where you're constantly being bombarded by just deals, um, they get tiresome. You know, and and the the fact is, a lot of the people on your subscriber list are probably already getting those emails. They're probably already getting an email that says, you know, from it's from BookBub and it's got a bunch of deals and um, new releases, and they, they're pro- their inbox is probably already slammed with book deals. Okay, so your book deal on its own is not going to do any good. It's not going to stand out, and you're just going to get lost in a sea of other unopened or unclicked on emails, okay? So how you change that is by focusing on on the relationship aspects. So um, she talks about what she delivers and she talks about how in her, when she puts her newsletter out, um, let's see here, let me go back to the meeting, that she, you know, she keeps it relatively you know, f- simple and, and also focused. So. My, my notes keep disappearing on me, but I'm going to pull them back up. Um, okay, so don't, yeah, don't make your decisions based on your own consumer behavior. Um, she says, you're not selling what you think you are, obviously, which was a, a, one of the prime focuses. You're, um, you're not selling books, you're selling yourself. And, and, he sa- and she says, secondly, if you're using your list for selling, you're doing everything wrong which we kind of just discussed, that that's not really the point. Um, her mailing list philosophy, she, she says, the primary purpose of your newsletter is, or should be, what David Gogren calls superfans. And um, Tammy references David quite a few times. David, previous guest of the show, wonderful guy. He also writes the forward for Newsletter Ninja uh, and has many great things to say about this particular strategy. I know I'm personally on David's email list and have seen his transformation from his old method of, of sending email to his new method, and it's much more engaging. And I open them every week now. And it didn't used to be the, the case, and so practical uh, example of someone using this method and then someone on the receiving end enjoying it. So um, she talks a lot about um, onboarding in the book and basically the way that we get someone onto this list in the first place. And this is something that I think a lot of people, um, what's the word for it? I guess they kind of cobble it together, but they don't necessarily give it nearly as much thought as Tammy does. I know personally with my onboarding um, sequences, I have gotten, um, you know, a sort of simple setup where you know, people are, are coming on and everyone's going through the same email sequence. And I, even though the email sequence might be good, they're getting a welcome email, they're getting a new book that they signed up for, and, you know, they're getting ending up all on the same list. And that's not necessarily the best way. Um, Tammy talks about onboarding in a much more complex way. And she, she talks about, um, first off, that she, you know, she has organic subscribers coming in one way and then sort of inorganic subscribers coming in another way, which I think is very smart. Um, for example, she doesn't, she'll give freebies to people that are organic subscribers because they've already come from the back of having 
bought a book. So once they've already gotten through any books, then they're already they're already invested. They've already spent money to be there. You can give them something free, as opposed to sending out um, you know newsletter blasts that are maybe uh, maybe you have a, a, a takeover of some of another author's newsletter, or you're getting cold leads essentially. And if you give those people free content, you may just be training them to like free stuff and not ever actually buy anything from you. Where she tends to offer discounted things and deals to people who are cold subscribers and then freebies to the actual organic subscribers that she knows are already coming in. And she feels that that uh, cuts down on the amount of people who are just on your list for uh, freebie seeking, which is a big concern for a lot of authors. Um, so I thought that was a clever, clever tip. Um, she's very big also on uh, how you structure your welcome emails. And this is something that I have, this is one of my personal failure points, is that I had, I do not, um, I have not, up to this date, uh, st- structured my um, welcome email well enough. You know, when you use a, a mail service like MailChimp or a mailer like, anytime someone signs up, they get an automatic response email, and that's customizable. You can go in and, and uh, put some branding on that. She says, obviously, be careful not to elicit a reply to that because it's going to reply to MailChimp or um, whomever and it's not going to come to you. But you should still kind of put your brand on it and also let people know how to get your actual email from you and so that you can not end up in their spam filter. Because, you know, you might go look at your your email uh, open rates and even the very first open, I just went and looked at mine, and I think the very first email I ever send people when they first sign up, it's still only got... Oh, I don't know, uh, 58% opens or something like that. So, which is not great considering they actually asked for that email in the first place. Only 58% of the people actually got it and opened it. So, you know, that means a fair amount of people are losing these emails right into their spam filter or they're going into a promotions tab or something like that. And um, it's important that if that you, in their first welcome sequence email that they get, that they're being instructed on how to keep you out of their spam filters because what's the point of having a whole bunch of people on your list who are never going to see your emails because they're constantly in the promotions tab. So she says, um, make sure, you know, the very first thing you do after they've subscribed is that they get some instructions on how to stay out of this spam filter. And she has some really helpful links in the back of the book that tell you how to word that, how to structure that, and she has some ideas on, on how to get that done. So I think that's a, a great um, help from Tammy. Um, and she says you can actually direct them how to find the new email from you, which is which is helpful. Um, so not only have they gotten their, their welcome email f- from the uh, mailer service, that now they're, they're being told specifically in that email how to go and find your new email. And she talks a lot about um, the idea of sort of the the first date, how once you once you've got in that um, once they're on board that train, you know, of getting your emails, now they know how to get them, and they're going to s- slowly be getting them. Um, she uses, of course, the dating analogy of you don't just say, okay, now that you've you know got my email, here's everything I've ever written, and um, you know you don't want to be pushy about it, you don't want to tell them everything about you all at once, but um, you you can slowly kind of have that first date experience where you're putting out little bits of information about you and then hopefully intriguing them enough to want to stay on the list. Um, But also painting a very clear picture of what they can expect 
and um, letting them know how often they're going to get emails, what kind of emails they're going to be getting. And that way they have a very clear path to the door straight away if that's not what they're in there for. If they just came for a freebie and they don't really want to stick around, you want their path out to be as, as painless as possible so that they're not clogging up your list uh, later on and you're paying money for that. So um, when she talks about her um, onboarding sequences, you know, uh, Tammy has a couple of really interesting strategies where she has different paths going for, for different people um, based obviously on the way they came in, which is very smart and something that I need to do better, be better at. at uh, I need to have better sequencing of when things happen. Um, before they before they ever end up on the main list, they'll eventually funnel into to one big list. On, in her case, but they have to run through a few loops first. And when reading that, a light bulb sort of went off in my head, and I thought, well, there are so many different ways you can employ this. Like right now, I've got um, when someone signs up for my email list, you get um, five emails from me over the course of a period of time. They're sort of the welcome series that you get. And I think that they're they're good. Um, I've had compliments on them, um, and I think that they'd serve the purpose fairly well. But I also realize that I am leaving a lot of um, openings there for things that um, I guess missed opportunities is is a good way to put it. I'm gonna put the cat out the door here um, because of the fact that we are controlling our own digital landscape. Um, and we're, we can build so much more in this little ecosystem if we really think about it. So one of the, one of the ideas that I had, which I plan to employ, is to create a few more paths for people to take. So once people have, have come on and learned a little bit more about you and they're now invested in your, in your email sequence, give them a few more avenues to choose from. Get them to click on things and respond to you in different ways that kind of help you really determine who are the most active and most um, interested readers and the relationships that you really want to focus on. And there are a lot of ways to do that. Um, And you can kind of route people through different series and have different options um, for people to to follow and really take advantage of this content. So one of the things that we struggle with, I think, as authors and content providers is that we're frequently looking for ways to get visibility. And this is the, uh, often the case in social media where we're using Facebook, we're using um, Twitter or, or Instagram, whatever our platform of choice is. We're constantly fi- trying to find new material that's interesting and relevant to our audience and then put it out there. But, you know, we put it out, maybe you post something this week on your Facebook feed. Next week, it's gone. It's disappeared into the, to the netherworld of, of posts that no one ever sees anymore. Um, and all that effort is sort of lost. You know, for anyone new who shows up this week, they don't know how cool that thing was you posted a week ago or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But if they sign up for your newsletter, you know, everything is new to them. Every, every email they get, it doesn't matter that you wrote it a year ago or two years ago. If it's relevant, if it's interesting, if it, it gives them more in, information about you, it's brand new and it's exciting. So instead of spending so much time you know, focused on our social media that's so fleeting, 
It's just I'm constantly being on this hamster wheel of trying to find and create new content that's you know doesn't last very long. Why not spend that time developing um, onboarding sequences and you know email change that people can go through that every time someone new shows up, they're getting your best funniest comments, your most interesting material um, that you've ever put out is right there and it's brand new to them. They don't care that you posted that same joke on Facebook three years ago. They don't know that. Um, it could be your your best hook for you know kind of cueing them into your sense of humor or um, just really letting them know what they're in for because it's hard. Um, Facebook you know, and Twitter and these other places are not the most accommodating, you know, Timmy off talks about the concept of, um, you know, and if you've followed any of the other major authors who talk about newsletters, they, they refer to this uh, sharecropping uh, analogy, where digital sharecropping, where basically you are, um, you know, we don't own the turf, we don't own the site, we don't own Facebook, we don't know what algorithms are going to change in the future um, for organic reach. You know, the reason why you're in this Facebook group or listening to this on the podcast is because it's something that's, you know, currently gets better visibility than just posting this video to um, a, a Facebook page, for example, in which case you have to pay to boost it to the audience. Uh, your newsletter is your home turf. You own it. It is the most, um, it's the best real estate you can be using and spending your time on because of the fact that you control it and you know, it's long-term. Anyone who's on your email list, you can control what emails they get when and make sure that everyone who signs up has a chance to see all of your content. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. You don't have to run ads or boost boost things um, just to get visibility. And that's incredibly valuable. And this, this landscape is constantly changing, like I said. So instead of, you know, be, being on this constant hamster wheel of, of trying to find things to post on Twitter... Why don't you invest more of that time into your, your newsletter sequences? Have a few more of them. Um, maybe introduce them to different characters. Spend time developing side plots or, or interactive ways for your readers to uh, enjoy themselves. So that's something that I'm going to be focusing on in this next year, is really um, getting into the weeds with building that real estate and investing in my own um, newsletter and investing in the relationships with the subscribers that I already have um, so that they spread the word and think, hey, gosh, this is a really fun, cool experience. Who wouldn't want to be on this list? And then they, of course, uh, tell tell friends and, and they buy your books and then they t tell their friends to buy the books. So it's really the best kind of uh, visibility you can be building. Um, so that's that's my probably my biggest takeaway was... Um, working on that ecosystem inside the email sequence. Because, yeah, your website might be cool cool, and your social media might be great and you might have a wonderful Facebook group that you hang out in and post stuff and everyone's really interactive because people are already there, which is great. But that should be inter interconnected. It should be an ongoing relationship between that and your, your newsletter um, so that you have a way to contact them when you want to, not when Facebook wants you to. Um, let me go through a couple of these other other comments. Um, it says not everyone who buys one of your books will become a lifelong fan, but your lifelong fans will buy all of your books. That's always that's a popular um, highlight in, in Tammy's um, book. 
Okay, um, this was a, just a fun technical tip. Uh, in episode 18, uh, Tammy talks about how emojis do really well, but she also mentions in the book that numbers do really well, when she talks about re-engagement, especially when um, working with subject lines. You know, subject lines are very challenging to come up with. You have to have one that people are going to hook, you know, actually feel the hook for and, and click on. She says, interestingly, numbers seem to increase open rates. For example, the 10 best books I read this year, um, just using the number 10, or five authors that are automatic release day buys for me. So um, that was just a fun fun tip that she threw in there was use, use some numbers in your subject lines because it gives something very concrete and specific that is going to be gained from this by opening this particular email. Your readers have something specific to get from it. And she, of course, in episode 18, she discussed a lot about the idea of the um, giving and asking ratio that you do, how often you give content to them versus how much you ask them to do things for you, like review or buy new books, etc. That you should definitely be um, weighing the scales towards giving and not asking. So um, finding ways to give specific tips like that, numbers, numbered lists of things, books you love, um, you know, recommendations like that are, are fantastic. So, <clears throat> uh, she had a really good um, definition in here, which I, I personally highlighted, which was about the difference between strategies and tactics. tactics. I've heard it before, of course, but uh, she said strategies are general plans of action to achieve a goal, whereas tactics are the individual things you do to implement that strategy. I thought that was well stated. I'd heard it before, um, but I thought that she was very succinct with that. And she talks about how your, your general strategies should remain the same. These building these relationships, having these uh, ongoing super fans, essentially, um, how you do it, the tactics of how you go about connecting with them may change, but the overall strategy will remain the same. So um, focusing on those those things um, throughout the process will be helpful. Um, then the other thing was um, when people do decide to unsubscribe, which is going to happen, uh, that's a that's fine. And sometimes desirable because you don't want people that are on your list who don't want to be there because they're costing you money. And um, also there's other ways for them to follow you. But she did talk about if someone is exiting your list, give them the opportunity to say, hey, would you like to follow me on Amazon or um, you know, on BookBub or something like that? Because there's a lot of ways that people can connect with you and find out just about new books. And that was sort of one of the things that was another takeaway for me was, you know... Sometimes I worry about being off-putting, about coming at my mailing list with a particular strategy that, or a particular tactic that um, may not work for everyone. And I think that I need to be less timid about that and actually just go all out for the thing that I think will really work. And if you lose a few people along the way, who there may be some people on the list who really only want to get um, newsletters when there's a new book out, for example, that may be the only reason they're on the list. And it's possible that those people might unsubscribe because I'm month emailing them, you know, every month, or if you change it up to, you know, multiple times a month, etc. But the main thing is to deliver what you promised. And Tammy talks about this a lot, where she says that as long as you are setting these people up um, on your list, you're making them a promise. And you have to stick to that promise. So make sure that it's very clear from the get-go what kind of author you are, what kind of um, emails they're going to be receiving, 
and never break that promise. Never break that trust. Um, always deliver on your promises. Just as in any great friendship, you know, if you've made promises to friends, you don't you don't break them. And um, so, but when you do decide to make changes, you know, you have to do what's best for your for your list, obviously. But you know, make sure you're upfront about everything. And then also, if people do decide to to walk out the door, that's fine. But make sure they have the option to follow you on Amazon, follow you on BookBub, still learn, because they, they came onto your list for a reason in the first place. So there's something they like there. So if it's the books, great. If they just like the books, that's no big deal. They don't have to necessarily be 100% invested in you as the author. But by focusing your energy on those who are invested in you as the author, you will see a much larger um, return on your investment long-term. So in any case, um, I've gone through half an hour already, and um, I hope you got a few tips from from my sort of book report on Newsletter Ninja. Tammy was, was like I said, nice enough to be on this show in episode 18. I really highly encourage anyone who really wants to hear it straight from her. She says it much better than I do. Um, definitely go check out that episode, and I will post a link in the comments to that episode just so it's easy to find. Of course, I have a link to her uh, book, Newsletter Ninja, in the comments as well. Feel free to go check that out. I highly recommend the book. It gets five stars for me. I think there was a lot of really good information in there. And it's information that if you are an author and you're looking for ways to um, you know, master your own you know, destiny with your n- newsletter, it will give you different ideas than it gave to me. Um, but it just sort of lights the match. And then and it, you, it's up to you where you go with it. Uh, but I highly recommend the book, and um, you know, of course, um, if Tammy, you know, if if you happen to be watching this, and anyone has questions and comments for Tammy, I know she is a, a member of the group. Feel free to, to ask her questions. I'm sure she may pop on and and respond. But she's very she's very responsive. And um, like I said, thank you everyone for for tuning in and for watching for the first 50 episodes of the show. It's been a lot of fun. And of course, um, there will be another uh, two person episode later on. This week on Friday, we'll be um, interviewing epic fantasy author Melissa McPhail. So she'll be on uh, this week as well. So we'll be back to sort of our regularly scheduled uh, programming later on this week. But uh, thank you everyone for watching and uh, commenting. And I will look forward to seeing you next episode.